Now, once again, with today's Carolina Newsmakers, here's Don Curtis. We welcome you back to Carolina Newsmakers. Our guest is Dale Falwell. He's the state treasurer of the state of North Carolina. And uh, we've already talked about the uh, efforts that he's making in the uh, maintaining the North Carolina State Health Plan for more than 700,000 state employees, retirees, and their dependents. We've talked about the uh, problems that the pension plan has with its investments during this period of uh, inflation and uh, a, a downturn, a slight downturn in the economy. Let's turn now to uh, something else that I know is dear, near and dear to your heart, uh, Dale, because any nickel that goes to somebody that doesn't deserve it is uh, really robbing it from the rest of us. I know you spend an awful lot of time talking about fighting fraud in the pension system and in disability overpayment. So let's talk about what you're doing there and some of the successes that you're having. Well, thank you. And, um, you know, I know we've had a couple of previous segments and we talked about inflation and, and uh, health care uh, cost and, and other types of issues. And um, I, I would rather not be discussing fraud with you because I wish it weren't going on. Uh, but I, we all know that it is. Uh, whether the HOPE program that the state was responsible for, which was trying to connect landlords with renters when the renters couldn't earn an income to pay their bills, uh, it's been a little bit of a, it's been a disaster. Uh, we have teenagers cashing checks for tens of thousands of dollars who are supposedly landlords at check cashing companies. Um, so fraud is something that's very important. Uh, I'm the keeper of the public purse, but the state treasurer is the watch, the state altar is the watchdog. And uh, a lot of the fraud we're seeing right now, Don, is in local governments. Uh, we just had an indictment come out of uh, uh, Cumberland County with uh, East uh, Spring Lake, where we had a finance officer who embezzled reportedly, allegedly over a half a million dollars. There's also 35 vehicles missing in Spring Lake, missing. And uh, this reporting, this embezzling this money, some of it went to a nursing home for her parent, where she even put the room number and the name on the, on the memo line. That's the arrogance. So when we talk about fraud, there's fraud all across state government. And at the treasurer's office, we focus on one. If one person is frauding a system, any system, whether it's the volunteer firefighter system or the, any of these systems, if the one person is frauding it, it's one too many. And ultimately, as the state treasurer, we're in the check delivery business. And getting checks in the hands of the rightful owners is obviously something that we take very seriously. And also, from a quality control standpoint, we focus on the number one there also. Uh, as it relates to any of these payments, if one person is not getting them correctly and quickly, that's one too many. If one person is getting these that they shouldn't receive, that's also one too many. Oftentimes, as you know, in state government, we can be bogged down and say, oh, that doesn't matter. That was 400000 That was 800000 That's a million dollars. And in context, the fact that we're managing nearly a quarter of a trillion dollars is $240 billion, one of the largest pools of public money in the world. It's important that we watch the pennies and paper clips on all of those issues, not just the big ones. Let's talk a little bit about disability overpayments. How does that occur and how do, are you able to recover any of those funds? Uh, we're taking steps to recover those funds. and. 
Uh, you know, disability is a very uh, uh, interesting uh, topic. Uh, we have a group of doctors who actually analyze our disability cases. Um, we are constantly trying to figure out uh, if somebody's trying to take advantage or gain the system. And often, uh, and I regret saying this, we find that there are vendors who will sign off on certain types of disabilities or whatever so that they can draw a big check uh, as a result of that. So, uh, as I said earlier, we would rather us not have, there not be a, uh, a system because we would rather people not be hurt. Uh, that's the, at the end of the day, uh, you'd rather have a disability system that doesn't have to be engaged because that would mean no one's disabled and that'd be a blessing. Let's move to another topic now and talk about the Highway Trust Fund and bring us up to date because there were some problems there. Uh, tell us where we stand now. The Highway Trust Fund, as you know, I've been on the show many times before. Uh, it's been finding its way back. Uh, when I was sworn in as the state treasurer, we had $1.4 billion, that's B billion dollars in the Highway Trust Fund. And in a short, few short months, not only had your Department of Transportation overspent their budget by $2 billion, they had also eviscerated the Highway Trust Fund. And the reason I'm bringing this to your listeners' attention again is that they were writing checks their butts couldn't cash. I know that's not the most elegant thing to say on the radio, but I think people my age understand what that means. They were, they were kiting checks. Uh, they were making promises to go do this, buy this, hire these people, buy this equipment. You know, trees are going to grow to the sky, but the fact is they didn't have the juice or the money to pay for all this. It's been a disaster, and, you know, I have a great working relationship with the new Secretary of Transportation, Eric Boyette. It's not so new anymore, but uh, we don't get too far out in front of each other. Uh, but uh, he is there as a result of me calling for the firing of his predecessor, uh, which happened the firing of his, the former chief, chief operating officer, uh, the, the leaving of the agency, which happened, and also the chief financial officer. So I applaud uh, Secretary Boyette and his new team for partnering with the state treasurer's office to figure out what's right, get it right, and keep it right. Unlike the state uh, debt, which I reported in the previous segment, is scheduled to fall 60%. I know somebody may wreck their car when they hear that because they've never heard it before, no matter how old they are. Uh, the state debt is, is going to fall about 60%, but that's not the highway trust. That's not the highway debt, the DOT debt. The DOT debt is going to uh, is continue to grow and they continue to max out their credit card. And just when we got things under control with the DOT, then the DOT has been hit with inflationary issues. Well, inflation, of course, uh, we, as I said earlier, we had been accustomed to not having to deal with inflation for so many years that uh, we're ha all having to learn new lessons of how to cope with it. And that's uh, something apparently we're going to have to live with for a while. Uh, so, so do you think, I, I, I gauge from what you're saying, we can finally put a little bit more uh, confidence in the word trust as far as the word highway trust fund that there's a little bit more trust there than there was before. Is that correct? Yeah, there is. And, you know, the secretary and I have some very, as I say, two old men sitting on a park bench kind of conversations. Um, you and I have had those in the past. And 
just where we can kind of talk. And uh, this is a very important point for your listeners because I know their confidence in government is at an all-time low. Uh, generally speaking, they don't think their government has the ability to even get out of its way in, 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 for anything positive. But I'm trying to restore their, their confidence in their government by saying that, you know, it's not enough just to spew rage and to blame people. <laughs> Eventually, whether it's the DOT, <coughs> the uh, DES, or Department of Revenue, or Department of Environmental Quality, or any other word that starts with a D, eventually it's not enough just to point fingers and blame somebody eventually has to fix this stuff and uh that's what i have a reputation for and that's what secretary boyette uh, has a reputation for uh, we don't always agree on everything uh, but it's not for lack of communication which is very very important as i said earlier uh, your listeners are not that high maintenance your listeners just want to be spoken to like adults and what they hear needs to make some level of common sense. One of the things that is of concern in North Carolina is the fact that we are basically economically two different states. We've got about 20, 25 counties that are growing just about as fast as you can grow. Then we've got 75 other counties and the bottom 25 of those are actually, and have been even in good times, suffering. And within the counties, you've got a number of very small towns that are having a lot of difficulties. And I know just recently you uh, dissolved a charter of a town in Scotland County called East Laurenburg. Uh, you're dealing with this more and more these days where these small towns just don't have enough funds to, to uh, cover their operations. What's the, what's the future there? What's the, what's the solution? Well, the solution is is that we have to make sure that the people in Raleigh understand that it's not just the torso of our state, which is Boone, Asheville, Charlotte, Triad, Triangle, some degree Rocky Mount area, and then Wilmington, that it's just not the torso that the census is telling us that we need to worry about. We need to worry about the legs and the arms and the toes and the fingers of our state, which are vitally important. And when we don't have broadband access, when we people are having to drive 45 miles to get health care, uh, when electricity rates are more than they may should be, and especially water and sewer rates, uh, I know there's nothing really special about talking about broadband and water and sewer rates, but I can tell you that it's really affecting the low and fixed income people of those communities. And when you say they're in stress, let's just call it the way it is, Don. They're depopulating. <laughs> And that depopulation spreads the cost of those programs over the backs of fewer and fewer people, which drives more people away. And we need to reverse that trend. Well, in many cases, especially in eastern North Carolina, a lot of these towns have infrastructure systems, water and sewer systems that are in very bad repair. Uh, a city like Raleigh or, or other water systems could issue bonds and correct this situation. Uh, the bond ratings of these smaller towns is probably just not, uh, does not put them in a position to, to issue bonds. Uh, so where do they yeah. get the money? Let's be clear about this, that uh, this is a big challenge. And, you know, people talk about the amount of needs that we have above ground, whether it's roads and other kinds of things. <clears throat> I want to remind you and the listeners that we have about 50 
billion dollars worth of needs underground that we can't see, water and sewer and that type of thing. And you're exactly right. And also want to tell you that, uh, you know, the tale of two cities, as far as how strong their torso is doing, uh, let me remind the, your listeners that when a sewer main breaks in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, near the coast, it costs about $270 a foot to repair that. When that same break happens in Wake County, it's half that cost. Now, why is that? It should be cheaper in Elizabeth City, right? Except for the small fact that when you start digging down to fix a sewer break in Elizabeth City, you hit the water table very quickly. So not only are you trying to repair the, the water the sewer line, but you're having to, to you know, displace water while you're trying to repair the sewer line. So this is just one of the details that we get into at the State Treasurer's Office through the Local Government Commission. East Laurenburg is losing its charter tomorrow. Uh, and as I've said publicly, this is an onion. The more we peel it, the more we cry. Uh, they can always be a community called East Laurenburg. Uh, but the fact is that they have not shown the competence, the, the transparency, or the governance necessary to actually govern. On the ballot in the last election, there were four city council slots, Don, and one mayor slot. There's only one person that uh, filled out the paperwork to be elected. Not one person per slot, Don. One person and that person lost due to a write-in candidate so the community didn't have any interest in this either and we're going to be able oh. to and we're going to be able to lower property taxes because they'll no longer be paying city taxes yeah. well again you know one of the problems when you depopulate is you have fewer and fewer people who can serve and who are willing to serve uh they not only again the pool is smaller but then those who have good judgment say i'm not sure i want to get involved in that there's no solutions to some of these problems and i might like to serve but i don't know that i can serve and serve well well we've got one final segment of carolina newsmakers coming up with our guest dale falwell north carolina state treasurer and we will do that right after we take time out for these messages no word in the english language is less convincing than probably are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. 
Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Carolina Newsmakers continues, and once again, here's Don Curtis. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. Our guest this week is uh, Dale Falwell. He is the uh, state treasurer in his second term. Uh, he, of course, as we said earlier, was a four-term member of the North Carolina House of Representatives. And then uh, after that, he was Assistant Secretary of Commerce, uh, running the Employment Security Commission. And now he, uh, of course, is uh, our state treasurer. He is a certified public accountant by training and as uh, uh, a native, of course, of Winston-Salem. He's married and uh, has three children. Uh, so that sort of gives us some background on our guests. Uh, now let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that are going on in your office. Uh, we we started off by talking about the uh, uh, role that you play in the state health plan and uh, that uh, job of providing health care for 700,000 state employees, retirees, and dependents. Um, and you mentioned, of course, that that's a, that's a battle that you're having with the hospitals and keeping rates down. Would you like to go back and, and, and add anything else to what you said earlier? Yeah, I would just like to say that when we talk about the healthcare cartel, we're talking about these multi-billion dollar corporations who disguise themselves as nonprofits, who don't pay any taxes, who are run by these multi-million dollar executives and the multi-million dollar lobbyists who get their way. We're talking about a product that your listeners would rather not consume because that would mean they're healthy. When they try to be good consumers and figure out what something will cost, they're told it's none of their business. And then when they don't pay their bill, they get punished and their weapon, their uh, credit rating gets weaponized. I said in the earlier segment, I met a 28-year-old this week who, whose credit score dropped 50 points because of a $10 copay on a COVID shot that he was unaware of. 50 points on your credit score makes a big difference to a 28-year-old especially when you consider that it, it, it has the impact of uh, the cost of a cell phone, the cost of basic liability insurance on your car, whether you get the benefit of the doubt to rent an apartment, interest rate on a house. And now we're learning, Don, uh, something you've probably instinctively known for a long time. There are certain jobs in North Carolina you shouldn't apply for or can't apply for based on your credit score. So why are we shutting these people out of upward mobility and joy of achievement in their life? Uh, based on something they had no control over. We have to stop weaponizing the credit scores. The cartel needs to stop and reverse course. Uh, it's immoral uh, what they're doing to the people of the state. The billions of dollars that are being transferred every year from the average citizen to these uh, entities is mind-boggling. And this is not a Democrat, Republican, unaffiliated issue. <laughs> this is not a racial issue. This is not a gender issue. This is an issue that impacts every single person in this state who are now in a situation where they can't see themselves past their poverty. We've heard a lot about Medicare expansion. Is that going to affect the state health plan in any way? That's a great question. Uh, Medicaid expansion. Uh, I know it, I sometimes interchange the words also. Uh, Medicare yeah. is for people like myself next year. I'll be on Medicare when I turn 65. Uh, uh, Medicaid expansion, to your point, is 
uh, uh, battle that's been going on between the legislature and the governor for a very long period of time. And the reason that your listeners are hearing more about Medicaid expansion is that uh, over the last couple of years, there have been more carrots and sticks put into the federal law that would possibly incent and encourage states like North Carolina to actually expand Medicaid uh, where we had not done that previously. <clears throat> I will tell you along these lines that I'm in favor of expanding health care for those that teach, protect, and otherwise serve and their families. So my responsibility on the state health plan is to make sure that we're running it as efficiently as possible and uh, making it as accessible as possible. And that will, that's what we're doing at the state health plan. Uh, I think that with all the activity going on, you know, previously the House was in favor of it, the Senate was against it. Now the Senate's in favor of it, and some of the House is against it. Uh, but at the end of the day, the budget that was just released today did not have Medicaid expansion in it. But I'm sure uh, it's something that people are working hard to get to the bottom of and get to the right answer. But I will say what I've always said we do not have a revenue problem with health care in North Carolina. We have a cost problem, and the cartel is the one driving up the cost. We can't let this program go by without talking about uh, all that cash that you've got that belongs to somebody else and that you would love to give back to them. <laughs> Unclaimed cash. Well, you know, the official, the official word, Don, is the sheets division, but as I've told your listeners in the past, I used to stutter, and I'm, not, I'm advised not to use that word in the afternoon. Because uh, if it came out wrong, we'd both get fined <coughs> by the federal government. So we're going to call it nccash.com. Uh, before we get into the details, I need to remind your listeners uh, that once the money's there, it stays there forever. Uh, there is no charge to look up your name or the name of uh, your parent, grandparent, maiden name, business, church, baseball team. I gave $2,800 to the Twin City Kiwanis Club today in Winston-Salem. Uh, $500 to the Point uh, Elementary School in Pender County this week. Uh, the other week, we gave $1,000 to the International Civil Rights Museum, who had put a deposit down on a phone system. And then when the check got sent back to them, it got it, the mail did not go through, and it got sent to the treasurer's office. And you know as well as I do, Don, the International Civil Rights Museum has been on Elm Street, Greensboro, for decades. So the fact that check didn't get to them should give your listeners a great deal of comfort <coughs> that it is possible that they have something at nccash.com. I was speaking to the FBI agents uh, this week in Wilmington and had breakfast with somebody that was scheduled at the last minute. The person I was having breakfast with had 12 entries at nccash.com. You yourself have had entries in the past at nccash.com. The person who brought my guest a coffee, she had, she's 20, less than 25 years old, had two entries at nccash.com. And the person that brought our breakfast, who's all of 23 years old, uh, transferred from UNC Wilmington to Cape Fear Community College. He had two entries at nccash.com. His dad had an entry. His granddad had an entry. And the other day when I was, uh, going to give a speech at the Corey Center, I pulled off at the Great Clips there in Mevin to get a haircut, a random haircut at a random place with a random hairdresser. She had five 
entries at nccash.com dating back to when she was 19 years old and when she worked for Wilco. So this is not a gimmick. And every state has the equivalent of nccash.com. Go on there and check all these names that I mentioned. There's no charge to check names and there's no charge to make a claim. Now, I know you've told your listeners and me uh, uh, often that I have a radio face. So when you go to nccash.com and you don't see my face come up, then you're on a website that's going to try to charge you to do something for you that we don't charge you anything for. Just another valuable reason to listen to newsmakers. So, so basically, this is money that belongs to people that you're glad to give back to. All they've got to do is uh, go and see who owe, who may owe it to them. Uh, yeah. If you've had a life insurance policy that uh, the insurance company lost your address, that money might be there. If you've had a stock certificate that uh, maybe through mergers or something, uh, or you didn't make a change of address and so forth, all of that can end up here and it's yours for the taking. So, um, uh, yeah. So let me, let me explain, you know, with our 147 years of collective time on this earth, uh, this happens. Uh, we have smashed all records this year, Don, thanks to, uh, shows like yours. We have smashed all records. We've paid out a hundred million dollars this year out of nccash.com. It's been remarkable, especially in this inflationary period. Uh, we're going to smash that record again in the next fiscal year. And my point of saying that to you is that if, but for shows like yours, we would not be able to get this word out. And that's why it's so finally important that your listeners go. I will tell your listeners that uh, Don and I have gotten smarter over the years of doing this. Initially, we would talk about nccash.com in the first part of the hour. And no one heard anything else we said because they were all checking their <laughs> names. <laughs> so we've gotten smarter. We don't give them the cookie until uh, after the show is near the end. Uh, but uh, so, so, just want to so thank you for do what? So you've returned a hundred million dollars to citizens of North Carolina in the last in the last eleven months. That's incredible. Yeah, uh, it's an all-time record, and yeah. we're going to break that well, record again next year. And if, the other thing that I would stress is if you've checked it one time and you think you've checked it, check it again, because we went through the process a couple of uh, months ago and, and found some uh, money due to our companies, and uh, uh, it was a sizable amount of money. And uh, so this is, this is something, the money belongs to you, the public, and uh, it's being held by the treasurer's office for your benefit. So all you need to do. So how do you, how do you find out? You go online to nccash.com, correct? Right. And let me put a little bow on what you just said. We smashed all records in paying money out. We smashed all records in getting more money in. We now get, we got in $237 million this year. So your point about Curtis media, Don Curtis and <coughs> all your friends and loved ones, uh, you need to go back and check it every year. Don't just check it once every five years. Check it like every time there's a time change uh, because money is coming in every single week. We were able to return, we're working on returning $200,000 to a lady. Uh, who The money had been sitting there, life insurance proceeds. She lives in, a, I believe, in a mobile home park in a 
thick, low in a, in a rural part of North Carolina, uh, that's going to change her life. It was a life insurance proceeds that somebody designated her as a beneficiary. And I say this story a lot across the state, as I did at the Qantas, Twin City Qantas Club on Winston-Salem Day. And they said, well, how would somebody not know that they're a beneficiary of a $200,000 life insurance policy? And I said, in this world, I think that's the last thing I'd be telling anybody because stranger things have happened over $200,000. That's right. You don't want to tell somebody you've left money in the life insurance. That, you're exactly right there. Well, Dale, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And uh, again, that's nccash.com. That's where you begin your search. Our program has been produced by Jason Kong, and we remind you that if you'd like to hear a repeat of this broadcast or share it with a friend, you can go online to, to carolinanewsmakers.com. A number of the stations that uh, carry this program carry a half-hour version, so that means you have missed two segments, and those two segments are also available for you to enjoy, and uh, they are identified in, on carolinanewsmakers.com so that you can just listen to those that you missed or you can enjoy the entire broadcast one more time, or as we said, share it with a friend. Jason promises me that he will have another interesting guest next week, and so we will look forward to having you back with us again then. So I hope you and yours have a wonderful week. Carolina Newsmakers is a production of NCN and is heard each week on a network of North Carolina's leading radio stations. To hear a repeat of this broadcast, go to carolinanewsmakers.com. Carolina Newsmakers is produced by Jason Kong. Network engineer is Alan Sherrill. I'm Scott Fitzgerald inviting you to join us again next week, same time, for Carolina Newsmakers. Newsmakers.